0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut-off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the O-Access Jamaica podcast. Reasonings with Odessa. Episode 6. It's live, guys. It's live.
1: Man out and stunting Kyle them tick like dumpling Girl with big body jumping Action ready for the thumping Fresh like Portland
0: eh? Truth we just cast at the Portland mm. Trust girl kill at the total Now the money make me get anti-social Man straight like me pants them Oh lad. Cause pussy got the weed and the blimp. Ah. gal I come cross bring a friend Oh lad. And them happy life for my friend them Boom boom, zoom I pull up the yeng yeng hey 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 hot girl summer no it's called bun up summer my god it's so hot outside my God, it hot anyway guys I'm in the comfort of some air conditioning, big up, and um, I just would like to tell you guys about this episode. This episode six is a very special episode because I recorded it live with an audience, so I'm not going to like go into too much formalities. I just want to big up Storm Sorter, um, who was my special guest for this episode, and um, guys, just listen to it, enjoy, and please go and watch Sprinter, Sprinter movies. The Drinky Food sponsors is brought to you by Hamden Rum, so big up to them. But you'll hear that again right through the podcast. So let's get cracking and listen to Reese with Odessa with my special guest, Storm Sorter. Alright guys, oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so happy! Thank you guys for coming out to my first Live with an Audience Reasonings podcast. Oh my god, give you guys clap man! <laughs> so before we get started, you know, I have to pick up my drinky poo sponsors, and that is Hamden Rum. Who you guys have been enjoying all the cocktails. Tell me what your favorite cocktail is. You can just shout it out for me. What is it? Fruit punch. Pine and ginger. What else? All right, all right. All right, and then I also would like to big up my partners, which is the Regency Bar and Lounge. I'd like to give a special thanks to Christelle, to Matthew, (laughs) and to Franklin for, like, partnering with me on this. I also want to big up my other sponsor, which is Main Event. They came through. I called Salah. He was like, yo, I said, Salah, I need lights. He said, all right, let me just send it, and it's done, so... Big up main event for that as well. I also want to... Oh, people are rolling in late. I see you, Marcia, rolling in late. Who else is late? Uh, <laughs> all right, I wanna say another shout out to the Regency, um, not the Regency, the Terranova is celebrating 60 years. So thank you guys for really like partnering with me with this. Now, before we get started, all of you guys have phones. And I wouldn't be doing a podcast without everybody going into your Apple or your Android phone. Right now, man, look, we can't see. Everybody, I want you all to go into Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple. And I want you to all look for Reasonings with Odessa. And then press subscribe. No, I'm going to give you like, like two minutes right now. I'm going to be waiting because I want to make sure that I see some... Subs- all right, thank you, Debbie, Carleen, big up. <laughs> Make sure you know. I see my sisters over there, Safran, Sana no pictures. Subscribe, subscribe, all right? All right, let's get started. We're going to get started. Now, um, I did my last podcast was with a writer and author, a and I sent this gentleman... The podcast link, and the first thing he said to me was "Wah, wah." Some of I get my reasonings. So I said, "You know what? We're gonna do it, but we're gonna do it different." So, without any other formalities, I'd like to introduce my very special guest tonight: award-winning director Storm Sauter. Welcome, Storm.
1: <laughs> Big up. Wow, go on. You feel good? Yeah, man. You're remote. Nice. Rum All right. You <laughs> take a seat.
0: All right, let's get, let's get going. It's a storm. Yes, my friend. Let's, before we do that, let's just take a sip of rum.
1: Yeah. That one I can leave.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Mm. All right, before I'm good now. Yeah. Is everybody feeling mellow? All right, Storm. Whoops. We can't you see
1: nobody, though. It's I know, we interrogation can't see anybody because of
0: the, the lights, but it's all good, it's all good. So, Storm, where do you get that name from, and do you really represent Storm?
1: Um, well, naturally, I got the name from my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and My parents were, you know, are pretty unique people. Um, they were, you know, kind of like pioneering Um. They left Kingston, I believe, in 1970. Went in the grill. They had three kids at the time, you know, Rasta, alternative, living, everything. And then they had another five kids,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, like,
1: what? so the first were Stephanie, Scott, Joanna. That was Kingston young days. And then there was a break. They went in the grill. And then the next child was Windy Moon, and then Astro. Yeah. <laughs> And then Shasta, and then Storm, and then Nile, who's also here.
0: Nile, aka yeah. Sex Symbol. Big yeah. up yourself, yeah. Nile.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, so, I, my parents, I think, were very much into kind of like Native Indian, as in Native American approaches. Basically, I was born in a storm. Ah. That's why my name is Storm. I was born in the middle of a storm. And I think that's basically it. When, like, when Windy was born, it was a full moon and it was very windy. You know what uh, I mean? And you know, it's just like... I
0: love it. I love happening. It. Love so that's it.
1: kind of where it came I from. I love yeah. it.
0: I love it. I love it. What was it like growing up in the grill? And what do you love the most about Negril?
1: Growing up in the grill was amazing, um, especially when I was a lot younger. Because, you know, and also because me and Niall were, you know, like the last two of a group of the So
0: wash belly. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> we were kinda left to our own devices. So, yeah, on, on two boy just run around, figure it out. So and we lived in West End Negril which is still where our family home is, and basically, you know, gone a mango bush, you and your brethren, go find mango, <laughs> run a boat, pop out of the bush in some other part of mm-hmm. the you know town somewhere, walk back home. We used to go fishing. We were on the cliffs on the West End, mm-hmm. so like we're right across from the ocean. Mm-hmm. So we grew up swimming, fishing, shooting fish. So for me, there was this real sense of adventure. Mm-hmm. Like we would cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't restricted to any small space or yard or anything. We were on it's the move freedom. all the time. We had bicycle. We all here said so somebody dead up in our orange hill. <laughs> we don't even know who them have wake. We jump on a bicycle, gone up orange hill, gone at the wake. You know what I mean? And these, you know my sense of adventure was very much kind of honed there mm-hmm. and um, it was a very kind of and nigril is an interesting space because uh, a lot of people pass through nigril and then it also has this old school kind of hippie energy yeah, from a long time yeah. so it was pretty free and like I grew up with a lot of kids from all over the place so it was a kind of I feel kind of unique you think that's life. what
0: kind of shaped you to be the cool guy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I think the more you kind of see And the more you're exposed to, Mm -hmm. I guess, the easier it is for you to find yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. Or maybe try to know where you want to go, who you want to be, or try to how how to relate. I think I was just exposed to a lot, Mm -hmm. which has had a major impact in me maybe figuring out what I want to do earlier on as well. All right.
0: So I was at the premiere, and guys, this is a sprinter. And um, Auntie Maxine, as I call her, Auntie Maxine Walters... She mentioned something about you and her connection and, you know, when did you, you know, when was it that you kind of fell in love with film? And tell me about the story, how you met Maxine and how that shaped you a little bit.
1: Um, well, really and truly, first and foremost, well, my mom, and Salter, mm-hmm. went to school with Maxine. Big up. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's a certain, um, I don't know what it is about this generation of women in particular in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. But them are just the boss. I don't know how them, they're just the boss. I don't know how to describe it. They handle it. Not to say that there's not some bosses of the modern age here as well. (laughs) But there's a a certain group of Jamaican women from a certain time. And my mom was one of those people, so is Maxine. Um, So that was like my mom's childhood friend and someone that I'd known all through my time. But my parents and my mom...
0: Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cut off. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: In particular as well, I mean, I was always encouraged to explore my creativity. So if I was interested in art, I was doing that. If I was interested in taking pictures, I was taking pictures. And that's kind of what led or sparked my interest. Um, And I started to go to film school. In the U.S., in L.A., I was, had the opportunity to go there. My, one of my sisters had moved there, and I had to get out to Jamaica because I was just this strange, creative youth just <laughs> trying to figure it out. And um, One time after I came back to Jamaica in the summer, mm-hmm. um, there was a music video being shot, and Maxine was producing it locally. And Maxine had known me all a long time and said, you know what, we're in Negril. Come, come on the location scout, the tech scout. And it was with Director X, ah, little X little at little the time, X, yeah. music video director. And Maxine, I think she actually set me to sit in the front of the bus beside X. She was like lining it up from early and had the opportunity to speak to him. And I don't really know whatever, what I said to this virgin that day, but I said some, something that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because he said, you know what, I'm going to give this youth a camera and I want you to shoot second unit, which is mm-hmm. big. You go oh, from just big, like yeah. a tag along on a tech scout to... Now you have your own 35mm camera, your own crew, you're shooting a whole set of this music video. i had obviously been in what school. What was the music video? It was Donnell Jones and Styles P. from ah, The Locks. Ah,
0: wicked, wicked. And they,
1: were, they shot a video in the grill. Um, And it was, it was cool. And then after that experience, X said, hey, yo, Bridgene, you should really come to New York. Mm-hmm. And um, so I figured out a way to get to New York. You know, and and he was one of my mentors. And that was just one of the first moments where Maxine kind of guided me into a situation that that led to something. And, um, you know, she's she's an amazing woman. She's worked with so many people here and still... It's still a major support. It's still so helpful. So it's like, yeah. And not only here, I have to big up all the women that have kind of impacted me in my life from my mom to my sisters, to the other women that have been in my life, to Maxine, to Natalie Thompson. That's right. You know what I mean? These are the people that have given a lot of us in this industry industry their start. They're still the producers that we work with often. You know what I mean? Um, And they deserve all the props. They do. You know what I mean? Definitely. So everybody
0: give a round of applause for that, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna fling this in now. Tell me about the first time you went to Carib to see a movie, and what was the movie? Whoa. Because everybody has an experience at Carib, and the first time they went, if you can think back to that time, you see,
1: because I never come from Kingston. Mm-hmm. It was like early. You know what? You know what I remember before Carib. I remember the drive-through.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> All right, how about you? How about yeah. you drive through?
0: I used to smuggle people in the car, you know. Yeah? Yeah, man. I used to hold like two, two or three people yeah. in the car.
1: Yeah, I remember going to see the Lion King.
0: Okay. As
1: a youth at a drive through. All
0: and right. And that was
1: cool. I'd never forget that. Um, man, that thing should come back, man. <laughs> yeah. That vibe was we so cool. We need it. And you have some man up in a tree with them radio. <laughs> right? Because you know it's a radio station yeah. that they push out the audio. Yeah. So you have a man hitch up under a tree with the radio t- I mean that should be a scene. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. it's, you see, you got a new idea now for a next movie for a
0: yeah. uh, next scene. Um, you started making before films you were doing a lot of music videos and do you still do them and what was your favourite that you worked on? Before we started this you mentioned something with Grace Jones and oh. <laughs> um, just want you to tell a little bit about that but also talk about the videos that you did as well
1: well i mean i love the form of music video i i see it as like a creative art you know it's a creative endeavor unlike a commercial or something as a director it's a creative stamp Mm -hmm. so that's always fun Mm -hmm. um and obviously if you can make a video with the right tune hundreds of millions of people can see it you know what i mean um but creatively,
0: um, what was your favorite though? Creatively yeah, doesn't yeah, have yeah. to because we don't want to out the artist them and then them come for you. Yeah, so we want to know creatively.
1: Man, I've done a few. You know, I did a, <laughs> I did a video which was actually like well, I don't know what you'd kind of call it. It was semi unofficial, but it became semi official. But there was a video that we did for the weekend, mm-hmm. and when the weekend had the first mixtape, and we just went out and decided to shoot something. Oh, I saw that. No money. Four people, Portland, and... I think
0: that was actually really... It went really viral. That, yeah, that was yeah. like...
1: It was like everywhere on the internet. That was before Fader. he got signed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was before he got yeah. signed. That was his first mixtape. And um, that was just cool because we were like going to break rules type of thing. So that was fun. Um, obviously, Protégé and Chronics who knows, mm-hmm. was great. And that has... Been seen by over, it has over 100 million views. Um, and recently, just like I did a project with Arcade Fire, which was very kind of experimental and they're very alternative rock band. And then Skankin' Sweet by Chronics. Right. You know, for me, music video is always something that's just fun to step back into. Um, some of the most expi- inspiring like cinematic work is in music video form. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always like to play with it. But at the same time, after whole pump the brakes on the videos because it's purely good, no money video, and then want the world. Boy, you want to see? You want money. see? But me know, so me have, me have my friend. I you know, have enough people to show up. You know, we can't get people. <laughs> Debbie's laughing. <laughs> and this is like, you know, it doesn't really work. It's not the type of thing that can just work. So we don't not see it's me. A, it's yeah.
0: hard, guys. So it's, those it's that tricky. don't do
1: music videos, trust me, it's hard. It's hard. This is like throwing off the balance here. It's okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, sorry. For our audio <laughs> listeners,
0: Tom just moved a, a glass of pine and ginger, the other one. And you, know, um, you see when they go down, yeah, bartenders, we make sure you have to come and replenish, you know. All right? All right. So before you started, um, no, we're going to go back. So I just wanted to say also, congratulations on winning the American Black Film Festival Award, (laughs) And um, how does winning awards help push your brand, you know, for a Jamaican film? Like, does it really do anything or or is it just like, yeah, I just got an award?
1: Um, No, it does something. Um, You can't make it go to your head and get too excited about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's really the thing. But what it does do is it cements in people's mind that this is something you have to pay attention to. And honestly, there's a lot of people making work, a lot of people making films, and that might be the difference between the right person kind of seeing it or it falling, or, or you being able to ha- start that conversation. Um, so it's, it is important. It's an indicator, and and it's important to like go to festivals that celebrate the work that you make, because there's a lot of big festivals that are extremely political. Let's
0: just say black.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> of course, yes, you can say it, yeah, yeah black yeah. festivals that celebrate black, black film family. and just generally films of the African diaspora mm-hmm. and, you know, not non-white driven films, mm-hmm. which is kind of what a lot of it is, mm-hmm. or, or kind of a European perspective of what your style of film should be. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like with, um, with Sprinter, as many of y'all will see who haven't seen it yet, mm-hmm. It might not be the easiest film to classify. It looks like a sports film. You know, it's a family film. It seems like it's a small film. It's a big film. It has major scope. It, it, it's like hard to put in a box, right? And I feel like people are working with a kind of played out algorithm mm-hmm. of what films with people that look like all of us mm-hmm. should be about, what the stakes of the characters should be, For them to care, Mm -hmm. you see me. If it's not some life and death, you know everyone's gonna die if I don't do this. Then it's like, oh, is it really dramatic? Meanwhile, like a white kid can just be trying to make the team in their movie, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh man, yeah, is he gonna make it? Wow! Oh wow, he made it. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, come on. Exactly. You know that's that's.
0: It's the same thing with with (laughs) music. I think that they think, oh, they niche, reggae music has summer music you know they put it in a little pocket and it's just for the summer like exactly. your braids or for the summer hairstyle or whatever so it's yeah. it's it's the same and,
1: and that's and that's a tool of let's be real it's a bit of a tool of control mm-hmm. because that's why it's important when a caribbean film now come win american black film festival pan-african film fest because we're not competing against other caribbean films we're competing against films in general mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. And, and and you're in America competing against a mostly American film. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of win those festivals, it's like, okay, something will go on, you know? Or you to say, yo, we're there. We're there. Yeah. But we're still trying to prove the market with this film and trying to create the, the information or the algorithm or whatever that's going to show distributors and folks that this is something worth investing in. This will make you money. This is good business. It's not just... Come on,
0: you know. So, you know, like, your first film was Better Must Come. What did, what did that film teach you? <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Respect. What did that film teach you what to do and not what to do moving forward when you went to do Sprinter, when you started to do Sprinter?
1: Um, better Must Come. Okay, what did it teach me? One thing about that film, I was a superhuman when I made it. As in, like, I wasn't, my body wasn't doing normal human things. <laughs> like, I would, I was so driven to make it that it was like... Yo, there was one scene, Mm -hmm. just not to divert, but just to give an example of how things have kind of adjusted and changed. There's one scene where we got old school JDF vehicles, like a convoy, like five vehicles. And we just had them driving around um, Port Royal. So all those little streets near Gloria's, up and down there, we had them driving. And we didn't have a ton of time, and I knew I needed all this footage of this raid and stuff. So we literally set up like the entire scene in different parts of the neighborhood, and I put on a Steadicam. Steadicam is an extremely heavy piece of equipment. (laughs) It's got lighter, but it's extremely heavy. And I had a camera, and Niall was there. I'm sure he was probably shooting as well. Yo, I was running along with cars that were moving as cars move, in between cars, in and out of buildings, and I just didn't. I just wouldn't stop. You know what I mean? Like, my body just went. And that was, like, there's a level of drive just to make something, just to... It was like a shout, you know what I mean? It was a loud scream, and I, I put everything into it. And I think it came out to be a pretty good film. <laughs> it did. You know? But it was so much just like... I was just like a, 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 a wrecker. So you didn't, you didn't do
0: that with Sprinter? You just... No. <laughs>
1: with Sprinter, is more... You kind of step back, look at the playing field, kind of see... And just try to plan and try to manage and try to work smart. You yeah. okay, can work hard through everything, but you'll burn yourself out. And uh, you can get there, but it, it's something you do. Mm-hmm. But you have to become way more strategic. As mm-hmm. I get better as a director, I shoot faster. I know what I want. I shoot less. Yeah. And uh, it's, like it's like you're fighting with a sharper sword. It's like my sword is sharper now, you know what I mean? So I don't need to, you know, I can kind of just...
0: All right. So, like, okay, let's go into... Why did you actually do a movie on track and field? and um, mm-hmm. You know, without giving too much away to our audience who haven't seen it yet, who are going to see it tomorrow... Yeah, yeah. ...and for the rest of the week. <laughs> tell us a little bit about Sprinter and why track and field? Why a story about a track and field star? For or, me... Or school, or school youth.
1: For me, it's, like, uh, obvious. Just, like, a zeitgeist moment thing waiting to happen. And the thing about film is... It's like you can't... If something is relevant in the moment... For example, a big part of Sprinter is uh, immigration. And that's a key thing that kind of places our characters in the space. Mm -hmm. Now, issues of immigration have always been there. But I didn't know necessarily like immigration would be at the top of everybody's tongue. Whether it's immigration, Caribbean people in the UK. Mm -hmm. Whether it's what's happening in the US right now. Mm -hmm. And immigration being like a key thing in world media. But ultimately, you kind of see it happening and you plan early. And same thing with track and field. It was just obvious to me. We've been dominating for so long. i had been working with with Bolt quite a bit and with other Puma athletes. Another situation that Maxine very Mm -hmm. much guided me into and gave me an opportunity to show myself. And I was building up uh, a rapport with Bolt and his team and with Puma and them and all of that. Was just leading over like maybe three years to being able to do this film, to being able to get Puma to sponsor, to being able to ask Bolt to appear in the film while he knew I was serious. <laughs> so it's like, it's like I don't know how to describe it. You're seeing, you're trying to see everything as you can. You're trying to plot as you can plot, and then you're making a lot of quick decisions that guide this way or the other. And um, so for me, track and field is a world that 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 everyone is interested in. Mm-hmm. At first, I was hoping this film would have been ready to like release for Olympics in mm-hmm. Brazil, but you know things take mm-hmm. time,
0: <laughs> Definitely. and that
1: helped to drive me. But I just thought it was it was clear. But then beyond that, for me, track and field is the world. But the story is about a Caribbean family. It's about a modern family that is trying to, in our reality, be trying to depict slightly a more middle of the road existence it's not this existence of extremes you know what i mean and i think that's what a lot more of us are living Mm -hmm. you know what i mean even if some of these things create the stereotypes that we kind of identify as jamaican i kind of wanted to just edge away from that or just try find ways to put those stereotypes in context or flip them you know what i mean so for me track and field is not only sports is a perfect parallel for life you know what i mean and conflict. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if you're trying to tell a story about getting to this ultimate place, you have conflict. And also, the thing about track is, as y'all know, I'm sure a lot of y'all are track fans, you pay attention, you got champs, etc. There's a lot of talented track athletes. A lot. Many. What's making this one youth from Casey or or this place, what's making them edge up that more, that much more? Is it that they're just physically better, or is it that they're more mentally
0: they're mentally strong. Right.
1: So when your superpower is your ability to be mentally clear, then it creates a perfect world for conflict because if all these things are happening in your world and your life, emotionally, etc., that's messing with your focus, it's messing with your center, and you need to be centered to win. So you, from a storytelling perspective, track and field is just like the perfect vehicle. And I think sports films traditionally have never really been about the sport.
0: Mm-hmm. It's about the actual... Love, yeah. life, family, etc. Yeah. Et it's about the person.
1: It's about the internal yeah. battle always.
0: All right, let's have some fun now. All right, <laughs> favorite bounty killer song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have mean, a DJ a little bit of it.
1: <laughs> Look into my eyes.
0: <laughs> I mean, that
1: tune is just. It's more than a tune.
0: Yeah, it's a That tune is more statement. than a tune.
1: It's, it's, it's beyond a tune. It's something else. You know what I mean? It's, a state, it's something
0: else. I know you love Trini, Trinidadia, Trinidad. I love Trinidad as a nation. Yeah. So what's your favorite bungee garland song?
1: Blood, fire. <laughs> that one that we blew up on, actually. The one. Road?
0: Ready for the road?
1: Ready. Yeah, that's okay. the one. Yeah, that one, the band.
0: <laughs> What is the best thing about Kingston?
1: (laughs) I think Kingston is the creative heartbeat of Jamaica. As in, even if, you know, we're creating all around, but this is kind of the vein, this is like the heart. You have to come in here to get into the the thing, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I think that's what I love, is that there's a magnetism here that draws creatives from the rest of the country, from the rest of the world um and a lot of magic is made you know you can't tell me that Jamaica is not one of the most energy filled places I mean when you see all these foreign artists coming here just to hang out just book out studio them just book out studio and trying to catch a vibe you know it's a vibe. Them butch out the, book out the studio, them thing, them get some herb, them going to this dance. And they're just sitting there just waiting to catch a little bit of this Jamaica vibe. Mm-hmm. But we live in it. We live and in the Kingston,
0: vibe. Kingston you know? has all
1: of that. Kingston has it. And Kingston has its other things too. It's a, you know, it's a country of extremes and Kingston is a land of extremes. You know what I mean? So it's not the easiest city, obviously. As a woman, you know that, oh, right? I love Kingston. Even more. I just, hate,
0: I just hate potholes and traffic. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I love yeah. Kingston, though. What... All right. Glorious or Helsha?
1: What were All right, I got to be real with you here. <laughs> Hellshire have the... Yes. Original, the fish and the so-and-so. But me don't like... Me don't even park yet, and five people are telling me how to park. <laughs> <laughs> me don't like that. So... <laughs> The the informal parking attendants are messing with my appreciation of, of the, 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 the seafood. Yeah. So you
0: prefer the seafood. you you don't like the when you enter Helsha and the little way, way band them out body, but you prefer the fish there or do you prefer the fish at Gloria's?
1: Boy. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. I mean yes, as I said, as I said earlier, Helsha really the food, yeah. All right. It's getting to the food that sometimes is just like, let me just, you know. All right, let's divert. talk about
0: movies in Jamaica. What is the best thing about going to the cinema in Jamaica? And what's the worst thing Let's go. I know my worst. What's, what is it? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> the best, boy, well, I mean, I know. Intermission is rough. <laughs> and. I tried to watch this movie. I tried to watch Us in Jamaican theaters. It was just like that movie that just get canceled out for me because I could not get into it. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Participating McDonald's. Because everybody came ready like I'm gonna occupy every silent space with an <laughs> off joke, and it's just like it's fascinating to hear how the Jamaican audience fills the space yeah. <laughs> with additional noise. But sometimes it, it's frustrating. Sometimes it's funny. Have you, you know? gone
0: to watch your own like sprinter? Now you're gonna go in and watch it with your yeah, Jamaican man. audience. Yeah. Um, have you? What was better must come in the movies? Was it out? Yeah. It was. So out for what was for a your long time, vibe? What yeah. was it? What was the vibe there? What was your, your expression?
1: It was great. It was, I mean, it's a different type of film. But yeah, it was very powerful. I definitely well, want to watch Sprinter. <laughs> I've been watching audiences there's watch one, Sprinter one all over the world. only
0: I'm waiting for when I go to watch There it is the a certain scene. scene. <laughs> we can't tell you that scene. Those that seen, you know. I think those that have seen it will know. But that scene there. All right. Fam- finish this sentence. Family is...
1: Why not try to give me my answer? <laughs> Everything
0: Ah uh, <laughs> All right, and the last question, I love Jamaica because
1: Oh gosh, um I love Jamaica because it's the vibes, yes, um I don't know, man, like I've been to other places in the world that are super sterile and people aren't brave enough to be themselves sometimes or explore and i love that jamaicans have a sense of adventure we have a sense of um going against the system we have a sense that nobody can really rule with you know what i mean <laughs> and you know it it has its you know difficult implications at the same time there's a freedom of spirit mm-hmm. that you can't really go on, you mm-hmm. know what i mean and we set it for a lot of other people. Our way of being gives a lot of folks confidence and ways to be. So I love that about Jamaica. I feel like there's heights of creativeness and spiritual energy that you can tap into here that is kind of unmatched. Know what
0: it is about you know this what I mean? Island. There's a yeah. natural
1: mystic blowing yeah. through the air, as them said. Yeah.
0: And on that note, we're gonna end that. So guys, Sprinter is our island wide tomorrow in Jamaica and also. For our listeners that are in the U.S. and in, you know, I don't know if we're only coming to the U.K., but for our listeners in the U.S., where do they go to find out where they can screen Sprinter?
1: Yeah, well, Sprinter, uh, Sprinter is playing all across the U.S. Yeah, um, You can go to our website, sprinterthefilm.com. You mm-hmm. can request screenings in your area. You can also see a listing of all the upcoming Screenings, mm-hmm. um, so sprinttothefilm dot com is the way, and uh, we're coming out in Canada in oh, okay. August. Okay. We're coming out in the UK in August. All right. Um, so just come to our website to follow all things. All our, our hashtag is sprint to the film at sprint to the film. We've had I don't know hundreds of screenings in the US at this point. I believe we've screened in over fifty cities. We're you know. Just all right. One
0: one more question that some people who think I miss. What was the vibe with? Um how do you get Jada and, and Will Smith to be a part of this movie? I mean, I wanted yeah. to keep it Jamaican, yeah. but, yo, Jada's, Jada's yeah. Jamaican, so we have a big R-up. Jada's Jamaican, so we have a big R-up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, how did that happen? Uh, it was a, a, a number of things. Um, I feel like everything was aligned at the right moment. They were pivoting to support independent cinema and new voices in cinema, um, we had gotten a script to a certain point. Mm-hmm. My producer, Rob Mailer, who I believe is here somewhere. Up,
0: Rob, where are you?
1: Um, it's
0: so dark I here. saw
1: him somewhere. Um, <laughs> but he had been working with them on previous stuff. He had been actually developing what has now become like their social media presence.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they had asked him what he was working on. The script was just ready. We were able to put the script in front of them. They read it the day we sent it. The next day they were like, we're in, we want to do something with this. So, yeah, enough yeah. things, enough things was built into that point, but everything just kind of
0: And um, another quick question, the Marlon James book, what's yeah. going on with that? The one, the one, the one, you know, Yeah, I'm yeah, am talking
1: yeah. about. Um, I'm working on my second draft of uh-huh. the script of John Crow's Devil. Yeah. Which is,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, can you
0: tell them who introduced you to Marlon James? I'm beating
1: out yeah. my chest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm on my second draft, and I'm pushing, you know, into that project. I'm really excited about yeah, that. Too. Obviously, I'm really excited to realize his ideas and his characters on screen. Yeah. I think it's going to be a major mm-hmm. moment. And, um, yeah, I'm doing that, developing a number of, of episodic stuff, TV series. Um, you know, this might just be the beginning for Sprinter, you never know mm. and um so yeah, enough things man
0: alright, thank you so much Storm for coming, in. thank you everybody else that came out tonight Bless thank you <laughs> again, I'm really overwhelmed that you know, Storm could do this and I'm overwhelmed that everybody could come out and support my little dream that's going to become a little bit bigger so um Big up yourselves, everybody, for coming out. and yeah. Thank uh, you. Adventure. And thank you for having yeah. me. All right, let's go. Let's have some more yes. music. Rio. Thanks once again, guys, for tuning in. Um, it was the first live podcast I've ever did. And I was a bit nervous, but very, very, very happy that it all turned out very well thanks once again to my special guest uh storm sorter guys please go out and watch sprinter um stay tuned to our access jamaica for where sprinter is going to be shown globally and um, i also want to thank my sponsors hamden rum regency bar and lounge the Terranova hotel main event prince dos productions and dj rio guys don't forget Subscribe and rate to this podcast and also share it with your friends. Until later, I'm your host, Adessa. Peace. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles
1: and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.